0: Do you want or need to learn to make money online? Check out the Master Affiliate Marketing to 10k course. This is your first step to get started towards the life of freedom that you've been dreaming of. Go to mastersalesfunnels.com 10k to learn more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Master Sales Funnels Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Coleman, and this is episode 37. Today, we have an awesome guest, Super Sid. He is a marketing coach. He's been featured in Entrepreneur, Forbes, Influence, and other large publications, and he's the founder of the Super Online Organic uh, Prospecting System. How's it going today, Sid? What's up, man?
1: How are you? Thanks so much for having me on the show, man. Super excited to be here.
0: Yeah. Um... We can just jump right into it. Just awesome. want to tell people a little yeah. bit about it? Um, yeah, and- so
1: um, I basically, I run, a, um, I run an, an online academy that's called the Better Leads Academy. Like he mentioned, um, we, um, I, I founded or I, I created a system called the Super Online Organic Prospecting System. Um, a system really where it was a need that I had, right? So like, I didn't even know it was a need. I was just doing it because it seemed like what I needed to do to make money. And when you're making money because you need to make money to eat, You'll do whatever it takes. So like, you know, it was really interesting. I, I, I had more interesting, but like I had kind of had 2007 hit me or 17 hit me. Sorry. And, um, you know, the whole click funnels funnel craze just was everywhere. Right. Like build the agency, build the agency, build the, and, and then like at the end of 2017, it was so popular that people were like, build the agency that teaches you how to build the agency. Right. I mean, it had literally like doubled on itself. And um, you know, and I built and I built an agency, and it wasn't you know I've been kind of part of the agency world my entire life. I built websites for a long time, pretty much it's all I'd ever done after college, and didn't even study for it at all. Study for business, you know, which I don't use at all. Um, but um, but you know, like went and um, you know went and and did all went and did all that, and um, you know when I moved I moved to Dallas, man. So I moved here like close to four years ago, and you know my whole story goes is like I, you know classic you know my wife my ex-wife had been cheating on me she got pregnant and then like the next day I would found out that my business partner at the time so I was in a sass before for restaurants and my business partner at the time had embezzled over 100 grand and I didn't know about it so it all hit me like in 48 hours and like I went from making we were making like 11 I was I was personally making like 11,000 a month and it just went from that to oh I have no car no wife no dog house has been sold and I'm moving in with my parents and I got about three hundred and thirty dollars in the bank. I was in a epic kind of mindset and basically went and spent all of that on marijuana and alcohol, which I'd burned through in like a week. So, you know, I literally a week later I was sleeping in a pink bedroom with my little sister's old pink bedroom at my parents' house and I didn't have like anything, no assets, no money, no cash. Um, and I, I was 29 and I was like, I refuse to live, to live at home around I'm 30. Like the, the, the scariness of like, so I moved out May 5th and came to Dallas and I had a garage sale and I made about three grand and I moved here and I quickly realized it's a little bit more expensive in Dallas than it is in Kentucky. Um, and, uh, moved here and man, just, just. Man, I, I, mean, I could go into like all the things that happened, but over a course of like three months, it was make or break. And it was interesting over the course of these three months, I kind of figured a lot of this stuff out. Not all of it, but a lot of this stuff out. And you just kind of learn how to re- be resilient. And scrap at that, you know, I was young too. I was a lot younger. So like you just kind of learn to, to be resilient and you're gonna do whatever it takes. And it was interesting. I was talking on another show earlier today and 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 i was talking about how uh sorry about that we got we got dogs um but um you know i was talking about that and um and it's just you know kind of funny how all of us have this a lot of us have similar problems you know like i talk to my clients about a lot of similar problems that i have um and they'll sit there and they'll say yeah you know obviously we're here because you know you're finding the solutions to those problems and you're helping us but a lot of it is is like you know, for a lot of people, I think they're just a little bit farther in the journey. So like, you know, why do people buy information or courses from people to begin with? Or, you know, why do people go through a sales funnel? Why do people, you know, why do people, um, why do people accept offers or, or take you up on offers? Why do people, you know, buy things? They buy things usually to shrink time in some manner, right? To make things easier to shrink time. Um, you know, the shrinking time quote came from Frank Kern when I was in a course with him a couple of years ago and it just sort of hit me. I was like, "Oh. I thought they bought courses to make money. I didn't know they bought courses to shrink time." And you know, and it's interesting. I was talking, I was in my live video today actually. I was saying, you know, like I got lighting in here and stuff that's on. You know, we got our key light here, we got our fill light, we got our lights behind us that kind of make this purple hue and I, and I got like my, you know, camera setting on the special camera setting that makes it a little darker. And 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 it's and it's and it's, you know, the reason I say that is because You know, it's I had to figure all this stuff out myself when there was a guy who was found me on Amazon looking at all the stuff and retargeted the hell out of me for two weeks on this 14 day like filmmaker thing. Mm -hmm. And no joke, after I bought all this, I bought the course to make sure that I got it right and I got it all right. But I probably could have found that out, you know, day in days instead of the six weeks that it took me to do it. So like the practicality of like, oh, my gosh, like if i had been able to do this in three days, what's the opportunity cost to me being them being able to go? So I think a lot of people buy the, you know, I'd never seen it that way until after I learned it. So like, you know, after I heard it and then I was like, oh, next thing I buy, I'm like oh, that makes sense. So um, I don't know, like, um, but, you know, one of the things I did mention in there, I think it's really, really important because of the sales funnel radio that I really want to touch on was the offer, right? Because like. You can build a funnel all day long you can make a headline you can put a video in it and you can add a button that doesn't mean people are going to buy and I think there's you know most a lot of my clients come to me and a lot of them already have a funnel of some kind or have tried to build a funnel or lead form in Facebook ads of some kind because in their head they're like okay the only way that I can get clients is if I build a funnel and they click the button and they give me their name and email No. Right. I mean, like that's that, you know, and and although that's a great first step, you know, that's, the you know, we we really need to understand the buying process and the buying process comes from the offer itself, you know, and my wife talks about this all the time. And, you know, she's a, you know, NLP, you know, NLP girl. So she talks about the brain. But, you know, also people like Russell Brunson, Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, you know, like Brendan Burchard, those guys, they talk about this all the time as well. And what's, you know, buying decisions are made first on our left side of our, you know, left side of our brain, which is our emotion. And then logic is basically the reason why we would buy. So, like, when you're walking by, like, the window and you're like, oh, that's cool, that's your emotion. But then when you go in and you grab it, and you touch it, and you try it on. You ever like went in and you're like trying on like jeans and you're like, oh my gosh, I've one of these jeans, man, like luck, the new lucky pair of jeans. You know, I got to get them. Or the Here's a better one. The new Jordans, dude, like new Jordans come out. I got to check them out. So like I'm going to check out the Jordans and then I try them on. And I'm like, do I really like these colors? Are they really worth, you know, the buck 20 that I'm about to drop on them? And those thoughts, that's my logic. That's that's my right side saying, yeah, you want them, but do you need them, right? And then at that second I look up and I say and, and I see get the new Jordans today to one day only and get any pair, any other pair of, you know, out, you know, any other pair of Jordans from 2 years ago absolutely free. And then I'm like, "Oh crap. I'm getting them now because I'm getting two pairs." So who cares if I don't like these 100%, I'll go pick another one 100%, right? So I mean, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios, but you kind of just walked me through kind of like the classic offer, right? Where like I think people want to put up a product and then wrap a funnel around it and say, okay, I'm going to go sell my coaching program. I'm going to go sell my coaching services, which is a product, right? And they don't really make an offer around the product. So nobody buys. Hmm. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but like think about the iPhone for a second, Steve jobs. We all have, I don't know, do you have an iPhone or are you, you, you a Samsung man?
0: I got a Google Pixel. <laughs> okay,
1: no worries. So like about half the people and about, well about 55% of people have Google or Samsung and then like the rest have iPhone, right? Yeah. So Steve Jobs, love him, hate him. He came out with a pretty awesome invention that a lot of people use, many people use called the iPhone. Think about, think about what happens if Steve Jobs, um, think about what happens if Steve Jobs when, when he sells the iPhone, what problems might you have when you buy that iPhone, right? Problems you might have, How do I use it? What are these app thingies? How do I hear from it? How do I make a phone call? How do I get on the internet? How do I check my email? Right, so what does he do? He makes products and bundles products, headphones, informational products where you can go and you can learn how to use it with tutorials online. If you go to apple.com, you can find them. He also will give you his top X number of lists for any type of app that you could ever want, right? So he's creating problems with the product. He's then answering the call to those problems by then um, building things around that center problem that's making it, oh my gosh, well, I have to have it now because now he's created all of this value that I didn't even know I needed, Yeah. right? So I think it's really, really important because a lot of people want to miss this piece and, and to even dig it a little farther If you really want to look at, like, I mean, I missed this piece. I missed it multiple times in my failures. I didn't look at the who. I built, like, oh, I needed this. Everybody's going to need this. And then I built a a thing. It was an awesome thing. Great content, great everything. I never looked at who I wanted to sell it to. So I constantly was hitting the wrong audience, hitting the wrong market. And it doesn't matter what you're selling. It doesn't matter how good it is. If, If the people don't need it, they don't care. So, like you know, that, that's a big lesson as well. You know, Dane Kennedy talks a lot about the marketing triangle, you know, like message marketplace has to be meet them on the media. So like, you know, if we, if we, as long as like, you know, our message has got to be good and the people we're talking to it, it got to be good. And then those people got to be on the right media. And then both of those things got to be on the right media. And if those things aren't congruent, doesn't matter. And um, I think like a lot of people mess that up somewhere. And if you really take a look back And you take a look at the the marketers before us that did so well and take a look before they had the internet, before they had Facebook, how did they go and have success? They built lists, right? Through figuring out who their who was and then they distributed their message out to that list. That's all they did. And they made millions of dollars doing it. Why can't we do the exact same thing with a million other tools that we have? And now even the tool of sales funnels. Right. So the key is not in the sales funnel. The key is the key is in the positioning and in the offer and then how you mm-hmm. position that offer. The, the funnel is the catcher's mitt. The funnel is what collects the money. Yeah. You got to build a good funnel. Yeah. It's got to work, but that's the catcher's mitt. Everything else around the funnel, that's the pitcher throwing the pitches and the more pitches you throw, the more strikes you're going to get
0: yeah, or the yeah. more,
1: more goals you're going to score Wayne you Yeah.
0: I've been digging into that a lot, and I'm building an affiliate marketing course, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the problems with a lot of companies, like you said, they don't really have an offer. They just have a product, so that's Mm -hmm. our advantage as affiliates is we can go in and kind of make an offer surrounding that, and then that allows us to provide more value for the people who want the product. It makes the sale a lot easier, so you know, making a, a course to go along with the product to show people how to use the software, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, too. And like, you know, if you're looking to like make cash too, like this was a big lesson that I learned, I used to be this big guy, like I got to build this perfect course, and then I'm gonna go out and sell it. First of all, like in 2021, done is the new perfect. Let's just make that clear. Done is the new perfect. Get the thing done, right? Second, um, I made a lot of money once because I had an idea. Right? And I was like, I want to do this idea and I want to make this offer around this idea. I had no idea what I was doing. Like I didn't understand this offer framework back then. It was just like, I'm going to give them everything I got and hopefully they buy it. Um, so this was like two and a half, two, two and a half, three years ago. And I was coming out with a high ticket program and we've since closed the program because we're making it better and we're going to you know, push another 20 or 25 people through it. And um, it was the first time I came out with it. I literally had an idea. I wrote, I literally, we, we lived downtown at the time. So I went on a window and I wrote on the window marker and I was like, this is what I'm going to add. And then I literally took my little phone, I put it on a little tripod, and I stood 10 feet away from it with no mics and no nothing, no lights, and I stood back up against a lighted window. No idea what I was doing. (laughs) And I went live, and I shared it with like some of the people that were on my list that I thought might want it. And that's all I did. And um, we ended up making 10 sales from it, so I made like 30 grand from it. But here was the secret product wasn't even built yet Mm -hmm. and the secret to that was is we ran what's classified as a seed launch and what we did was in a seed launch is we stayed a week ahead of the people so i knew that to get started with what i was selling they needed to do x this is how we start a lot of stuff so i did that and then what i did was i created a form for them and i said hey what questions do you have about this because this is what we're talking about next week and I want to make sure that I answer all of your questions. What they didn't know was that I hadn't even started it yet. I took the questions and then I answered their questions. And by answering their questions, that then became the course. Right? Hmm. And all I had to do was stay a week ahead. And as long as I stayed a week ahead, I was able to make $30,000, run a course for three months, and all I had to do was every week stay ahead of them every week. Right. And then, like, that's, you know, such a huge thing. I think, you know, it could have taken me three months to guess. Whereas instead of guessing, I think a big thing that people need to understand with the Internet that we have that people like Claude Hawkins, Dan Kennedy, even Frank Kern didn't have, you know, when he got started. The advantages that we have, because we're able to go out to Facebook and ask questions in Facebook groups and get a seed launch or get answers to questions that we're looking for. We're able to use tools like SEMrush you know, or answer the public and go actually find out what people are searching for. And instead of having, instead of taking out that guesswork, we can just say, oh, this is what people are searching for. I know how to do that. Let's create some content around it and then let's go, right? So, like, ultimately, I think, like, we make this game a lot harder than it is. When we use the right tools and we know what it is that we're looking to create, basically what people are searching for to begin with what people need to begin with and they're giving us clues by saying hey i'm going to google and search and find this out then that becomes that makes the game a lot easier and then that helps us then create the offers a lot easier because we're going to find out what their problems are around said around said product and then we can create products around said products that can then be added to the offer that can then easily be their reason to add now you know so very very simple like think about it you know somebody comes out with a book they put out a book funnel i actually um You know, Chris and Stapes over out um, there, they run, they help people with building Facebook groups and, um, you know, they have uh, clients and community and they're super, super cool guys. I just bought their new book. It just came out. And, you know, what's really funny is, is one of their upsells is the the upsells, but one of the parts of the offer um, is the audio book, just having the audio book. Is an intrinsic value, right? I mean like that's an intrinsic value. You can't go to Barnes and Noble a lot of times and ninety-nine percent of the books, you're buying the book, you don't get the audiobook, you bought you have to buy the audiobook. So they're giving it away and it's like a fifty dollar value or whatever. It's the exact same thing. It's just delivered differently. Right Now, I get it, right? And it's the same reason why, like, you know, we're doing this podcast right now. The people that are listening to this podcast right now are on the podcast on iTunes or Google Podcasts or listening to, Spotify, wherever. When they're listening to this podcast, they probably listened to a podcast previously this week somewhere, right? If they're watching it on YouTube, they probably watched a YouTube video previously this week somewhere. People, where they, where they listen and they consume their content is where they consume their content. That's why it's so important to publish across the board. So Even if you're publishing the same content, a lot of times you're... You're not putting the same content out to the same people because the people that are you know following you on those on those platforms are different people, different lists.
0: Right. Um, what if you don't have like the time or energy to focus on all the platforms? Would you recommend like mastering one, or do you just always recommend going? You always want with- to have a
1: master show. So like I have a master show, and that's kind of my blog, and that really comes from um, the Brendan Burchard. Although YouTube, we're getting a lot of traction on YouTube right now, um, and. YouTube is just really, really interesting as far as traffic. It's SEO based, so it takes a while. I wouldn't make it your primary go-to like at the beginning because it's, unless you got cash, because it's going to take six months, eight months probably to get to a point where you can really begin. When I say monetize, I don't mean like go to AdSense and get paid money from ads. Those are pennies. I mean like actually get high ticket clients from it. Yeah. Um, six to eight months, but that's also SEO. So like that's that's common. Um, you know, what I would do, honestly, is I would go like, the first thing you got to look at is where is your who? And then the second thing you want to look at is where is your who hanging out? It's not about where you want to hang out. It's where your who's hanging out, where are your prospects at, where are they asking their questions? What groups are they in? You know, they might be on LinkedIn. They might be on YouTube. They might be on IG. Like, um, you know, one of my clients, um, she does dog training. Her main show is not on Facebook. Her main show is not on YouTube. Her main show is not a part her main show. No joke, IG and TikTok, all day. She splinters, so like we talk about how we can take, like you could take this video that we're doing Mm -hmm. and you could break this video up into 80 something different pieces of content, right? So you could do it in videos, you could do it in audio, you could do it in transcription, you could do an article, you could break it up into quotes. You mean there's so many things you could do with it. And so like when you don't have the time, I don't have the time either. None of us have the time, so what do I do? I take my main show, which usually is b- my blog right so I put out my blog every Monday now I'm a week ahead of it so like this you know the blog that we've worked on this week is going up Monday right we'll create the video that video of course then goes on YouTube and then what we do is is obviously we're tagging and backlinking everything back to each other and that just creates noise and more noise and that's obviously important mm. and then We'll create that video and then what we do is is we'll break it apart. So we'll break the video, the main, the main video, we'll break that video into a Facebook cut. We'll then break it into a YouTube cut where I'm like, you know, I, I give away the engagement breaks and then I have the intro and then I have the ending bumper. And then we'll break it up into a podcast episode where I got the ending and beginning bumpers of the podcast episode. We'll break it up into an IGTV episode. We'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll turn it into a blog um will will do usually three to five short type of reels with it so what we do is is i break my videos all of them have like i'll have a headline and then an overview and then i have usually three to five main points of the video so each main point will break that main point into a short video that short video is usually used as a reel on facebook and it's usually used as other pieces that we can put on facebook because it's different Something different. It's a different, you know, pattern interrupt that someone saw, right, from the previous video before. Um, and then usually that entire week, we're putting these snidbits and the, you know, we'll take memes and put those quotes on memes and stuff like that, right? We'll create gifs and all this stuff. And then what? Everything that we're posting on IG, on um, Facebook, on you, you know, YouTube obviously is where the video goes. On um, I don't post on TikTok. Uh, you know, my blog, all that stuff, but mainly Facebook and IG. Um, And and the groups and, and stuff on Facebook and then on LinkedIn, what we're doing is we just splinter this content around that. It's all talking and tying back to the same main episode, right? And then, and then we talk about it all week, and we tie people back to that same episode. And then this gets a little advanced, but by tying them back to the same episode, that has a pixel. So all we're looking to do is get that embedded pixel, because once that we get that pixel embed, if we're running ads at that audience, then we're able to start a sequence, paid sequence, at that audience, and then purposely start turning them into a client. So like it's just like purposely pointing traffic to a spot, and then identifying when they hit that spot, and then purposely starting a sequence after they took on that behavior. And I know that might sound really, really like advanced. It's just like, hey, come over here. And if they came over here, then now you got somebody yelling in their ear to do something else. And it's noise on top of noise, pointing in one direction to buy
0: something from you. That's all it is. Nice. I'm sweating, that was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um... I mean, yeah, that's that's crazy being on that many platforms at once. I'm I'm um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's- list. This game's about list, dog. It's all about yes. list. Yeah.
1: You know, I mean, it's all about list, and then building your goodwill on that list. The more goodwill you got, the bigger you know, the more goodwill you got to a list, the more money you make.
0: Yeah. I feel The bigger, like the-, the
1: more goodwill you got to a bigger list, the bigger money you make, right? Yeah. So, I mean, like at the end of the day, Grant Cardone and Frank Hearn are making money because their lists are huge. Dean Gracielsi, Tony Robbins are making money because their lists are huge. Russell Brunson making them. Now, he, they had to spend a lot of money to get that list. They had to do this for years to get that list, but yeah. they, that's the game. And I don't, don't let anybody like this BS about, I did this with no list. All they're saying is, is that they ran conversion ads and let Facebook pay to figure out who would be their best client. And that is a risky game because you're, you're, it's kind of like playing PPC. You have no idea who's going to click. There's bozos out there, and like I'd rather position myself properly than just go run Facebook ads and hope the Facebook algorithm finds my clients. That's just kind of dumb, in my opinion.
0: My list seems a little unresponsive. Do you have any tips on like how to get people to respond? Like Your list, a, like email list or what yeah, list? Yeah, email list. I can send out um, a So when was the last time
1: you sent an email to your email list?
0: Um, I have automations going out every Friday that kind of gather everything I published that week, and then that sends out. Um, and then uh, every now and then I'll send like an offer um, okay. for an affiliate product. Um, so something. the goodwill
1: of the list is going to accomplish in how well you're helping the list achieve the problems that they have. So, when you build an email list, consistency is going to be the big, the big thing. Um, I send two emails out a day to my list at least, um, but what we're sending out is based upon what they're doing. I'm not physically typing out, I type out one email a day, it's based on my daily Seinfeld mm-hmm. and then the other email that goes out is based on where they're at in that automation. So like if they've taken actions, you know, we have follow-up funnels everywhere based around our lead magnets. And then so like if they take action on that lead magnet then they might have a, um, you know, they might have like an evergreen webinar that's about to show to them. So like there's all that going on, but then the entire list is going to get one email from me that's a daily Seinfeld. People are going to connect in story more than anywhere else. So like we need to make sure we're telling stories and emails, it's not just about what you know, it's about the story behind figuring out what you know. Because those people are going through those same thoughts. And if you can then cross those thoughts, you then cross over a false belief that they have. you got to, you know, putting out content just to put out content is a dangerous game because you can get to a spot where no one's watching it. Because, you know, they've seen it a million times. There's so much noise out there. Hmm. The way to differentiate ourselves is no one can duplicate our story. So when we tell our story, people will find our story unique and that's where we can start building our tribe. So Russell Brunson talks a lot about that in the first five chapters of Expert Secrets. Then what we want to make sure that we do is, um, is little things, right? So like look at your subject line as a hook. That's your headline. So like the first thing we got to do. So think about the sequence we need to make happen, right? You're sending an email out to a list. First thing they got to do is they got to see it. So what are some things that we can do to help them see it? The Headline, emojis in the headline. I put emojis in every single one of my headlines because how many people put emojis in emails? Very few. Who it's from, it's from Super Sid. It's not from Sid Clevenger. It's not from my email. It's from Super Sid. It's another little thing. And then, you know, what the small snid bit says, right, is also a hook. It's a cliffhanger. The only thing I'm getting them to do, the only thing I care about at that point, I don't care. I'm not trying to sell them anything at that point. I'm trying to, I'm trying to lift their curiosity and their emotions so high that they cannot, they, they cannot refuse to click. That's all I care about. It's the exact same way, like you know, when someone's trying to get you into a, a retail store, the window shopping is to get you to walk in. That's part of the experience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So um, you know, once they come in, then. You know, now they're in the store. So now you have the show, right? The email. The email, just like any piece of content, you have the hook, the story, and usually an offer. And that offer is usually going to be some sort of fear mechanism. Do it now or it goes away in four days or whatever, right? So you're going to usually kind of, the way I I like to do it, and this comes from kind of a mix of Russell Brunson, Brendan Burchard, and Frank Kern. Where it's kind of like I'll, I'll do like my statement or my question at the top. And then below that, you're going to get a lot more click through when you add a photo in your emails. Because people like to click on images because a lot of people like to what? There's three there's three ways to take consume information. You can read it. You can see it. You can watch it. Right? So although a lot of people have email, a lot of people don't want to spend three minutes reading it. So they'll see an image, oh, that looks cool. So I usually, threw my thumbnails on YouTube, we recycle those, and we use those thumbnails as the images. And then we just put a little, like, play button there. And we notice half the people that click through are clicking that, that image, right? So that's a really big thing. So first we had to hook them in to open it. The next thing we had to do is we then had to sell the click. The first thing we did was sell the open. The next thing we have to sell is the click, right? We're not selling them a thing yet. We're selling, them, we're selling behavior that they're doing, and then once they um, click through, that's when we usually send them to the video, and then inside that piece of content, that's usually the first time that we're asking them to do something, which is usually giving them a, a free lead magnet of some kind, right? So like, and then once they take that behavior, take that lead magnet, that's when my sale starts. So once they take action to get the free lead magnet, then I'm like, okay, here's a two-week sequence on buying this sucker, Right? So we, we have, you know, I got an appointment setter. I got a, you know appointment setter, basically an assistant that's reaching out to them and, and getting them to do certain, you know, asking them to do certain things. And then I got emails, text messages, and all this stuff happening. And, um, you know, every day people buy stuff. So, you know, like that's, that's, that's kind of the game. Okay. I don't know. Hopefully that helped.
0: Yeah. That was pretty I mean, deep.
1: But hopefully that helped.
0: It makes a lot of sense. Um, I still have a full-time job. I don't hide that. Um, so, you know. No, you're good. I had time. a full-time job for a long time <laughs> too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's hard um, making that transition. I think I'm in the process.
1: <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, just study it. You know, just the reason. Like, I mean, I'm I'm a ball of information. So, I mean, like the reason that is is because, you know, I read a lot, and you know, I'm, I'm a big believer. You know, Abraham Lincoln was my favorite president, and you know, he once said, you know, you spend like eighty, ninety percent sharpening the axe, and then the next, last ten or twenty percent, you know, actually, you know, hammering the thing down. So, like, I do. A, I spend a lot of time creating in my head. And, and like, you know, like you can't really see it, but like, you know, over here, you know, I got my whiteboard, I spend a lot of time doing that crap, right? So like, I spend a lot of time creating things. Um, and what I mean by that is, is like, you know, I have to know what I'm doing before I go and I do it. And I think it's really easy to say, oh, they're going live, I should go live. But there's so many little things and so many ace cards that you have that we should figure out first because figuring out those ace cards once can then have a huge benefit on every time that you go live. And then you just sort of make a missile note, take down what you've learned, tell the people what you've learned, have your revelation about it, document it, and then move on. And you know what I mean? That turns itself into a course. It turns itself into what you're selling because you're selling your core identity. And your core identity overall, people buy from the person. They don't buy from what what the person's selling, dude. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, I mean, with Steve, I got attracted to Steve because of his personality and because of Capitalist Pig. So like, you know, Yes, I look up to Steve Larson a lot, but I'm also able to get close to Steve Larson, Right, I can't get as close to Russell. I can't get as close to Tony or Brendan, but I can get pretty close to Steve. Like you know, and and you know, what's really cool is like when I started seeing his stuff, his personality was like my personality. So like it was, it wasn't that. It, he's not the only guy teaching how to launch. He's the guy that I like. That's teaching how to launch. So like, you know, I bought because I liked him. I could have gotten the information from 100 other people, but I bought it because I liked the dude. So like, I think it's very important. Like, it doesn't matter what we're doing. We don't have to, you know, spread out content every day. We just need to be very, very purposeful in what we're doing and make sure that we know who or who is, so we're talking right to them. Steve was talking right to me. I'm talking right to the hundreds of people that I, you know, that I work with because they're, you know, I'm meeting them where they're at and I'm giving them a solution to their problem. And I'm not just spraying content trying to figure out where to go or, or who's gonna catch it. I'm, I'm saying, no, I want these people, I want them to right there, and I'm going to go, bam, I'm going to focus on those 50 people, and I'm going to hit them where it hurts. And I'm going to do it once a week, but I'm going to hit them where it hurts. I'm going to make sure they see it. Sure. So,
0: you know. um, we had a little conversation before we started recording. You mentioned yeah. that you were working on a project with uh, Steve Larson. Did you want to talk about yeah. that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool. You know, with Steve, um, you know, I mean, you know, obviously we run my stuff, and, um, you know, through my stuff is, you know, how I'd help Steve, and, and um, you know, he – this really comes back to your dream 100, which is just so important, you know, when you're when you're starting out. You're looking to get proximity to people first and foremost. You know, and my dad's told me this kind of quote, you know, my dad's told me this kind of quote over and over and over again. Um, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Right. So like, you know, Russell documented how he got so close to Tony and now he's in a, in a business with Tony and Dean right and he documented this a couple years ago like how he did it it took him four years but after four years he finally did it and he got tony's attention and um tony ended up promoting his expert secrets book made him millions of dollars in like an hour right and um anyway you know, it, it comes back to that, and like, you know, yes, I I'm, I was asked recently. Steve Larson was the uh, Russell Brunson's lead funnel builder for two years, really. When they hockey stick from I think 2016 to 2018, they went from 15,000 I think to like 120,000 um, users in those two years, and a big reason of that that was like right when DotCom Secrets had just DotCom Secrets was out, because that came out in 2015. But then Expert Secrets was right before Expert Secrets came out, and when Expert Secrets came out, that's when they blew up. And um he was there and he was he he built all the funnels, he built all the profit funnels that um for Marcus Lemonis. he built all of Russell's funnels, so he built the expert secrets funnel, he built the traffic secrets funnel, he built the dot-com secrets funnel, he built this the book funnel, uh, he built the um the book, you know, which is ironic because he doesn't teach building funnels at all. He teaches how to build an offer, which is really, really funny. Um he actually like hires that out in his company now. He's like, I've built my thousand funnels for my life, I don't want to build it anymore. Um so Um, But no, it's interesting. He, you know, he asked me to be a part. So I signed up to be a part of his program um, to to work just, you know, not because I needed all of it. You know, I don't sign up for programs because I need everything in the program. I sign up for programs because there's usually one or two specific pieces that I want to go deep on. And then I get proximity to the person teaching it. So like I got proximity to Steve. He saw that. Don't get me wrong. He noticed it. He reached out to me just a couple of weeks after I signed up because I went through the program in the first weekend. And then I started implementing it. And then he saw the success I was having with it. And then a week after he saw the success I had with it, he reached out to me personally and said, hey, yo, bro, I'm taking this program. I'm doing a five-day sprint with it. And I want you to be a mentor if you're cool with it. Um, You know, he he did offer to pay me some money um, for my time. But, like, I could care less. I would have did it for free. Don't tell him that. But, like, I would have did it for free. Cause like the proximity, he's giving me free access to the people that he had to pay thousands of dollars to get access to. Right. Right. I'm getting free proximity to those people. How many of those people do you think have opted into my stuff? How many of those people have asked to join my Facebook group? How many of those people have sent me friend requests? How many of those people have been asked to get on my email list over the past two weeks? Hundreds of them. And that's my payment. Because as I'm promoting, you know, like and as I'm building the list, as long as my who is right and I'm JVing with people that are right and I'm doing my dream 100. So like this Steve thing is one of what I should try to do 10 to 15 times a year because that's going to do nothing but massively grow my list. Being in proximity of people who already have massive lists and are looked at as major authorities in your space.
0: Yeah. I think network's been a little bit of my weak spot. Um, I'm trying just to start talking, man, just dive into <laughs>
1: ClickFunnels group and start talking to people. It's yeah.
0: just yeah. start talking in the comments. Um, like I said, I'm starting to build that, um, affiliate marketing course. And I think that will yeah. help open some doors cause I'll be able to for sure, like, man. offer people, you know, deals for promoting it and that kind of thing. So, um, Absolutely. so far I've just been affiliate marketing other people's products and writing blogs, yeah. about software, but
1: that's how uh, Stephen did that for a long time, too. Yeah, he, he talks a lot about in his about that in his program. He did that in MLM Hacks, which was his first two programs, which I would never touch, which is, you know, hilarious, because, like, I would never touch MLM, um, and then he talked about, um, like, I, I don't understand affiliate marketing very well. Like, do we do affiliate marketing? Yeah. I mean, like, if we're using, like, um, I'm a partner in a couple of SaaS programs that we use for our system, so my partnership comes through my promotion, right? So, like, um, you know, I didn't pay to build it. I was asked, hey, this fits really well into your prospecting system. Yeah, it does, awesome. Used it, worked really well, did a couple of videos for it, speak at a couple other things in their workshops, and then, you know, we just kind of intertwined it into my system, so they're promoting me, I'm promoting them, right? But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's neat because, you know, like, you're constantly looking for those types of deals. You, you know, 80% of your customer base is going to come through you. you doing those types of deals. You know, the other 20% is going to come from your evergreen strategy or your, you know, you're running Facebook ads or, you know, pay traffic to a funnel. You know, I mean, like, you know, the big thing, man, like you're doing the right thing. Meet people, right? I mean, just in this one podcast alone, what was one thing I said to you? Hey, I got proximity to Steve now. I want to help you out. Since I got proximity to him, let me see if I can get you proximity to him so he can help you out and grow your show. Now, I want you to hear me what I did. This is exactly what I did. This is one of the things I teach. I'm giving you my proximity to my list. I already know you're going to give me proximity to your list, right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If Steve Larson gets on your list, and he's also somebody in my space, and he's also a little bit of a bigger name than I am. Let's just be real. Here he is. He's been doing it a little bit longer than me. He's a bigger list than I do. But then some of his people, right, who just probably heard at least an echo, if not saw me in his course as an admin and a, and a, and a, and a mentor and a coach in his course, are then going to tie those two together. And if they hadn't seen me yet, that second scream and that second piece of noise that I just threw at them, is just a second chance for them to see me in the same proximity as Steve. So now I'm, I'm getting a chance to help you out because I'm getting you proximity to somebody. I'm helping my, Steve out because I'm getting him on a show, and then I'm helping you out. I mean, I'm helping me out because I'm getting myself close to Steve on the same show again, which to the perception of other people's minds is going to say, oh, this guy's around Steve again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should listen to what he's talking about, and it's going to help me then add my list. You win, Steve win, I win. We all win when we all win. And as long as we're constantly looking for things like that, we're constantly gonna make the world a better place and we're constantly gonna be good and, 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 and good humans, man. I mean, like, and if we're looking to help people win every day, we're not gonna be fighting each other every day and killing each other every day. And like, that should be what people are looking for. You know, like, it's about helping people win every day because when you go out there and you purposely help somebody win every single day and then you do it 30 days in a row, 30 people around you that have won because you helped them, it is absolutely impossible for you not to win, bro possible because you got 30 people surrounding you that are winning because you helped them so the game isn't don't go out there and try to win the games go out there and try to help somebody else win just one and if you help one person win each and every day i promise you my grandpa told me this, not some guru that i paid thousands of dollars i made a lot of mistakes in that field but like you know like my grandpa when i was little he said as long as you aim to get one percent better a day son you will live a good life and he was right and so like every day i focus on what can i do to get one percent better today And if I get 1% better today, um, my life's usually pretty good. And that's what I focus on.
0: Powerful. That's going to be one of the sections that I clip out and put on
1: on my social media. It usually is. That's a good one. I say that one on almost every podcast.
0: Yeah. Um, So you have your super online organic prospecting system. Is that mostly through Facebook or is that... All it's the- a, online,
1: so it's a lot of it's through publications, pre- a lot of press. Um, press is such a great awareness piece, you know, podcasting. Um, you know, how to get on online, you know, as you've seen, I've been an entrepreneur, Forbes, um, you know, I'm aiming to get into Inc. right now, Um, Social Media Examiner, um, you know, or or a couple that I'm I'm working on right now, Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, just constantly getting in in those, you know, like we talked a little bit about earlier on in the show, people consume information differently. So people who listen to podcasts, listen to podcasts, people who watch YouTube, watch YouTube, there's still a lot of people that read or there's a lot of people that search and then articles pull up about what, about that, about that topic. And then they read your words and then it links back to your thing, right? So like, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's good in all realms because people are reading it and it's gonna tie back to ultimately the spot we're wanting to bring people back to, which is what we classify as our profile funnel, or destination online. So think of like our profile funnel as a free funnel we can build on our personal profiles. And we're just building traffic to that profile funnel because initially for a lot of people when they've never done organic prospecting, they think they gotta build this funnel and take people off the platform. A funnel is not a click funnel or or a lead pages funnel. A funnel is a page or a destination that you are driving people to that is going to lead someone somewhere else. Right? That's a funnel. So, like, you know, you can build your personal Facebook page as a funnel by simply, you know, like your cover image, your profile image, your description, and your featured stories. You know, you can literally go in there and create stories around what it is you do, add backlinks to those stories, add links in your description, add a description behind your cover image and your profile image that's a sales letter, and then point people in the way of your lead magnet. And then when you do that, like when people, how many people visit your personal profile a day? You run a podcast. People probably listen to your podcast, have never seen your personal Facebook profile. They're probably going to go check it out. So if you have in those four spots who you are, what you do, and how you can help them and where to go to get that help, half of them are going to go. The other half are going to send you a friend request, and then that's another part of that system, right? So how do we turn that friend request into a lead? So, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of, you know, like I think a lot of, you know, a lot of it is just understanding what is the behavior people are doing, and then you just simply are on the other side of that door after they do it.
0: So on social, do you have mostly prospects as friends, or would you still have like family and actual like close? My family friends? and
1: stuff are still friends, but um, no, I mean like we use um, we use a tool called Friend Filter, and if they don't engage, so like I have like I don't know, I mean I have like my Dream One Hundred that I'm connected to, right? And then I, and then I have probably like twenty five to fifty people in my family that I that I would connect to, but like that's it. The rest of it is used as a list. So, like, it's literally used like an email list. So, like, um, we attract people to me, and part of that is, is we take a friend request as a lead, right? We take it just as if someone opted into a funnel. And then since they sent me a friend request, Facebook's automatically, they're automatically following me now, whether or not I friend them or not, they're automatically following me. And, you know, it lets me go and check them out. So it gives me an opportunity to go check out them. Is there, are they somebody that I can help? And then it's ultimately just, you know, we have a, a full script and kind of a whole, like, way of doing this. But, like, you know, we literally, you know, it's like they come up behind you. They tap you on the shoulder. You don't know who they are. You turn around. And you're like, yo, what's up? How can I help you? Right? And, like, it's literally like somebody is knocked on your door asking for your help. Because you got to remember, they saw your profile funnel. They know what it is that you do. And they sent you a friend request after you did that. So, like, you want to figure out why. And then there's all these latent answers that people give you, and then it's figuring out based on what they said, where is it that you can point them. So it's not necessarily, oh, you sent me a friend request, I wanna sell you my $10,000 thing. No, it's you sent me a friend request, how can I best help and serve you? Awesome, I have this resource, go there. Yeah. And then you're just purposely pushing traffic. Now, I, I used to manually do that, now we have, um, that's part of one of those SaaS programs that we have, so like, you know like now when someone sends me a friend request we automatically are running them through this conversation and then um based on where that conversation ends at the end of the day um one of my assistants will go through and and answer all those based on our scripts and um you know, point them in the directions that they want to go yeah so it's it's really turned into kind of like an everyday very efficient it used to take me hours and now it takes us 10 minutes
0: I've gotten, um, the, the onslaught of friend requests, but mine seem to be people trying to sell me their thing or get me to buy click funnels. <laughs> it's
1: yeah. A lot of people. Are, um, you know, and, and, and that comes, it goes back to positioning, you know, like how are you positioning yourself in the marketplace and what are you, and what are you talking about? Like you're putting together this course, you know, one of the things that you could be talking about is like just building pressure in the marketplace. Hey, it's coming, it's coming, you know, like, and then it's just like, you know, build something to where it's like, when it's ready, do you want me to email you about it? And like. You know, one of the things that I do is like when I get an idea and it's not ready and I'm not even promoting it yet, I'm gonna go ahead and buy a domain. I'm gonna go ahead and create a landing page and it's gonna say, working on it, but when it's done, it's gonna be epic. Mm -hmm. Right? And then if they click on it, they get hit with a Facebook pixel, they get added to my audience there, and they get added to like my list there so I can still run my ads and stuff to them so I stay in front of them. But even if you're not running ads, they're going there and they're showing interest. And then basically right below that, you can say, you know, I am collecting, you know, information from people that would like to get this the second it comes out so they can get access to it. And for the first 10 people that that um, give me their, inf- you know, for the first 100 people that give me their information, I'm also gonna give them bonus, right? So like, that's gonna be their reason to to get that. And then that, you know, it's just an idea. And then you're collecting emails that way well before you pro- it's just an idea. Yeah. Right, but you're getting their emails, and you're able to start marketing to them well before the idea is even built. You know, so like I do that kind of stuff all the time. You know, it's it's, it's, it's you know, it's about it's about being a guide and and building building up pressure and noise, and then you know, think of movies. I see a preview for a movie a year before a movie comes out. It doesn't even have the title yet. Coming next summer. What? Cool. Three months later, you you know you're going to see the hero. Right, or the main character. Three months after that, you're gonna see the villain. Three months after that, you're gonna see the plot. And then what happens the month before the movie comes out? Heavy promotion, heavy YouTube and Facebook ads, you know, or heavy YouTube ads usually. And then they they send every single actor or actress out to the talk shows to talk about it and point people to the theater for opening night. Repeat that. That's what you do to open up an offer. That's what you do to launch something, right? Um, You know, and then you look at, uh, you know, you could look at movies. Um, you know, but you know, I got kind of a famous blog post that I've put out that's been seen by thousands and thousands of people. Um, and it, and it's all about how I compared comparing an offer to Guns N' Roses, Appetite for Destruction album. So that's one of my favorite albums. It's a big reason why I carry, um, you know, vinyl in my office. The other thing there is, uh, Peter Pan was my favorite story. So that's the Peter Pan scene, that's Neverland, um, in a pop-up book that I got, uh, but, um, But so like Guns N' Roses, think about it. Like Guns N' Roses is the influencer, AKA Super Sid. The album is the offer, AKA Better Leads Academy. The um, single is the lead magnet, AKA uh, Sweet Child of Mine. The lead magnet is put out there to to get people to like that piece of that song so that they can go and they could like more of the album, buy the album, right? Once people buy the album and they become fans, quote-unquote, on the list of people, what are they doing? They're not promoting, like, one-on-one time with Guns N' Roses. They're promoting events to go and see Guns N' Roses. So they go to a concert. What happens when they go to the concert? Oh, you can buy VIP and you get a chance to meet Guns N' Roses. You can buy apparel, you can buy more CDs, more singles. You can buy the closer to the stage, or you can buy farther away from the stage, right? All the products are there at the event to buy. And then what do they do at the end of the event? They promote you to come to another event. Appetite for Destruction became the number one selling debuted album of all time, and it's withstood that over the past 34 years. And they did it without the internet. They did it without, you know, Spotify or iTunes or YouTube. They did it because they they, they, um, they JV'd with Metallica, with Aerosmith, with ACDC, with Nirvana, who already had list, And they became the opening act. And nobody knew who they were. They were a bunch of young kids from LA that were kind of a bunch of punk kids with like huge hair. Axl Rose is a freaking weirdo, right? But they got put in front of the right people. And they spoke to the right people. With what? Their message, it's all coming together, right? Their message. That message related to those people. They wanted to hear more of that message. And they, they documented this every single week. You know, back then, you know, you made your money on live performances. So every single week, they recognized that when they would open, their crowd grew more and more and more. And that's been documented now for a lot of bands. Breaking Benjamin talked a lot about how them and the bands that they chose helped raise theirs. You know, Switchfoot, who was a Christian band, was another big one um, that did that. But I'm, I remember seeing Breaking Benjamin with, um, they opened for Saliva. And Saliva disappeared and Breaking Benjamin blew up right? But like they were, you know, that's such a huge deal. So like, think about it, like as an influencer, as someone who's a coach or as someone who has a product, you're the person selling the product. So you know what I mean? Like that's a lot of people think they got to sell their time. You don't got to sell their time. Like do it like the movies, do it like the influence, like do it. Like, um, I, you know, the hairbands of the 90s, right, before the internet. You know, the internet can either be an accelerant for you or it can be a crutch. And you know, like I think too many people go out there and say, hey, I'm posting on social media, I'm marketing for my company. No, you're not. Like marketing comes from a lot more than just posting. Like posting is a deliverable. It's how you deliver your marketing. It's not marketing itself, right? So like your marketing comes in the actual message that you're creating and then who you're creating it for. The delivery of that message is something completely different, that's publishing.
0: Yeah, you'll have to send me the link to that Guns N' Roses article so I can put it in the show notes. I think people would like to read uh, it. Yeah, it's,
1: uh, I got it on Facebook somewhere. I'll find it. All right.
0: Um, so you mentioned, spot, but... you mentioned Better Leads Academy. Is that something that people graduate to as they've been... Yeah, so um, like
1: um, I open it one time a month and the best time to come and check that out is actually you can just um, head over to Our website um, at www.thesupersid.com. And um, when you head over to our website, uh, you're going to see up at the top, um, it's going to say, you know, just to register for our workshop. Or if you want to grab actually my checklist, I give away my top 10 organic um, things that I do every single day to find clients um, every day through, you know, what we do in our organic prospecting system um you can grab that for free it's 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 a it's a pdf and then um you know you're also going to get you're also going to get like an audio um, you're also gonna get like a video training for each one of the things as well um it's a short video training kind of going over what to do and what to check and kind of what i go through every day when i go through this checklist and um, you can go grab that at www.supersidsgift.com, as that's my gift to you. And then once you go through that, the next page is going to show you the, the, work, the free workshop. And then um, we'll be running that workshop later this month. And um, you all can hop in that workshop and um, come see me talk about how you can find your, uh, your next client online.
0: Nice. And for those of you listening, we'll be sure to link to all that in the show notes at mastersalesfunnels.com slash 037. Um, to kind of wrap up here, is there any advice that you would give to people who are just getting started in the world of online marketing, making money online? Um,
1: put your best stuff out there and do it consistently. I mean, that's probably the best advice I can give you around online. You know, like, um, you know, life stuff, you know, for me, it's, it's always been around focus. Like, you know, uh. I think it's real easy to get sucked into the idea of, like, this is what they're doing, this is what, well, yeah, but, like, they've been doing it for 20 years. Like, you know, I, I used to feel really bad because I'm like, well, damn, like, you know, Brendan, you know, I used to, I'm a huge Brendan Burchard fan. And, um, you know, I used to, the first time I went to one of his, like, workshops, he had, like, thousands of people on there. And then, like, I ran a workshop and I was like, I only got, like, 18. What the hell am I doing wrong? Like, and, you know, you kind of get that, well, I'm never going to beat that, right? But then I think a lot of people, they see what they want. But they don't see the work that it's going to take to get there, and, and I think you know it's real easy to kind of get overwhelmed around. Why well, do all of this? Holy crap! No, you don't. You got to do what's right in front of you. And you know, I used to get kind of caught in this like thing of like, well, I don't think I'm doing that well. I don't think I'm moving. I don't think I'm, you know, I think I'm sludging along and I'm getting caught up in the mud. But the truth was, was what I was doing was was I wasn't focusing on completing and doing it to the best of my ability. What was right in front of me. And, and probably the best advice I could give you, which really ties back to the one percent better, is like, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Two hours ago, I didn't want to do this show. Like, I was, I'm tired, I've had a long day. It's 108 degrees in Dallas right now. Like, it, it's just been a long, weird day. I don't want to do it. But you know what, like, um, you know, you know, I am based on my behavior, right? So like, if I just bail out, who am I, to the people, the hundreds of people that I coach or help, when I tell them that you don't bail out on podcasts that you schedule for? It doesn't matter what the reason is unless you're dying right, or there's a death, in the, you know what I mean, like there's a family issue, like a legitimate, you know what I mean, like a real thing that you can't go to, and like, you know, like, that across my head, is I'm just tired, I don't, typically I do podcasts in the morning, it's not anything, it's just typically I do podcasts in the morning, and um, and, 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 and I think like one of the biggest things was, is I'm sitting here, and, and and you know, I got a million things to do, I'm sweating as you can tell, because it's hot on, my fan on, and I'm sitting here, and I'm giving you everything I got for the last hour. It's the only focus I got. I sweated on this thing, I'm sweating right now. I raised my voice, not to scream, but just to like make a point, you know, like, and I, and I put some of my best stuff out there. And the reason is, is because even if one person listens to this and it helps them, that one person could be my next best client. That one person could be that next success story. That one person, I could have the opportunity to help them win. And what was it I was talking about earlier? My whole goal is to help one person win today. And the way I help one person win is by focusing on winning. My, or focusing on doing everything that's on my schedule that day to the best of my ability. So as I sit here in front of you and in that hour, I'm only focused on this one show. After this, I'm gonna get up for 10 minutes, I'm gonna rest and I'm gonna kind of re, you know kind of release this show and then I gotta go work on YouTube stuff, right? So then I'm gonna go sit on the couch and I'm gonna get into YouTube mode and work on YouTube for an hour. And then I'll get up for 10 minutes and then I gotta go do something else and I'll probably get to bed around midnight or one. So, I mean, like, you know, it's, it's not a matter of, like, doing anything faster. I've, I've actually found that when you slow down, you can speed up. You just have to be extremely focused on what you're doing. So, like, you know, and there's no magic pill for that. I sit down, I shut my door, I have the thing, I'm here on time, and I sit here and I stare at this screen and you ask me questions and I answer them. That's it. And it takes energy and it takes effort. But I did this today, and I guarantee you in the next couple of days, if I keep doing this, a new opportunity is going to show up. Something new is going to fall in front of me, and it's all because I'm getting 1% better every day, and I'm moving forward every day. And as long as you're aiming at one percent better every day, you're going to live a good life, just like my grandpa said. So that would be the best advice I could give anybody.
0: That's great advice, and I hope that people take it. Um, I know I'm going to take it, and I really really appreciate you um, showing up and being on the show. Yeah, man, absolutely.
1: Um, And like I said, um, you know, we all win when we all win. I'm big on, you know, it's it's our choice to win. You have a choice to want to get up. You have a choice to get up. You have a choice to do what's in your head. We all have what we want to do in our head. And we all have those demons that say, you're not going to do it. Make the choice to win today by going and doing what you see in your head. We're all smart. We're, we're, We're all extremely smart people and beings. And all of us have special superpowers and gifts that, you know, God gave us. Whatever God you believe in, that's not a thing just whatever thing you believe in God's spirit whatever but like you were born with special gifts to make this world a better place all we're asking you and all anybody's asking you to do is share them because here's my favorite quote and then we'll be done favorite quote is is the meaning of life is to find your gift but the purpose of life is to give that gift away and i think that's so true in everything we've talked about because go and find the gift your superpower yours might be affiliates and then go share what you've learned with the world so that they can go and with it. As long as you do that every day, you're have
0: one hell of a life. That's awesome. I think that's a good note to go. end on. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. And be sure yeah. to check out the video version of this. I'll have it up on YouTube and the website. Again, show notes are at mastersalesfunnels.com slash um, 037. Be sure to tell a friend and subscribe if you haven't. Thanks, and as always, keep funneling.